Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Reconciliation Conversation podcast. We really appreciate you stopping by. If you'd like to watch this conversation, please go to the YouTube channel, No More Night Media. That's No More Night Media. Thanks again for listening. Welcome to another edition of the Reconciliation Conversation podcast. We want this to be a space where we can expose hate, encourage love, equip for healthy reconciliation, and emphasize unity so that all people can know their value together as one. My name is Derek Delane, and I'm here with my friend, Jason Dukes. How are you doing today, man? What's up, man? Super excited to be here and excited about our guests today. Yes, yes. I, too, am excited uh, because we have the pleasure of having one of my good friends, on the show today. Um, he is married to, to my friend, my little sister, Haley. They have a, a beast of a son, Dakota Jr., that we all know and love as, as Dak. Uh, he's a graduate from Furman University. After graduation, he was a 137th pick in the NFL draft, being selected by the other team in New York, yes, the <laughs> other team, the New York Jets. Uh, but after becoming a free agent, he was quickly picked up by the Minnesota Vikings, um, and he is actually coming up on his second year with them. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to introduce to you uh, my little big bro, Dakota Dozier. How you feeling today, bro? I'm good. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. No, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, well, like I said, you know, little in the sense where you're a few years younger than me, but uh, I know you're sitting at a, a good six foot four, six three, a, a nice uh, 300 pounds. Uh, and the reason why, man, you, you you need it for your job, right? You're uh, you got to have that weight. You got to have that weight. Got to have that weight. So listen, you haven't been in the gym a lot lately. I know you've been doing, you know, some uh, some random workouts here and there. You still sitting at 300 or have you dropped a little bit? I am. Uh, got some time to go to Minnesota. Uh, made that drive. Mm-hmm. Beautiful drive. Uh, and actually, uh, some of the gyms are open. So me and a couple of teammates got together and uh, made, it, made it work. Nice, nice. Well, uh, well, man, uh, we're excited to have you, man. I know, obviously, uh, things are, are starting to pick up. You got some travel come up. So the fact that you would be willing uh, to come alongside with us, man, I, I greatly appreciate it. For real? I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm super glad to be here. You know, y'all invited me on, and I knew it was something I wanted to do. No doubt, no doubt. Well, let's, let's jump into it, man. Um, so, obviously, we've been, we've been fellas for a while now. Um, you know, I've come to understand there's, you know, there's a specific protocol that you need to follow as an NFL player, but as much as you are allowed in honor of the NFL protocol um, for players, how how have the events the last two months uh, made you feel as as a black man? Uh, but then, secondly, just as a as a black father, you know, um, it's it's definitely something that has has kind of touched my heart and touched home. Um, you know, kind of in the past, other things have happened, and you know, conversations have been starting to had be had. Um, but, you know, kind of quiet back down. Um, this one hit home a lot more for us because, like you said, this is our second year going to be in Minnesota. And we had been there for a year and really fallen in love with the community, the people. Um, and for this to happen, you know, Lake Street uh, is about 25 minutes from our house, you know, wow. in Minnesota. And so um, we've been on it many times. Uh, we actually helped out of Salvation Army. That's really close by there back uh, in December. Uh, and so this one really touched home because it's like, man, this is still happening. Wow, this is happening in some place we call home. Um, yeah. And so it, it definitely hit home. And I've had multiple conversations with my father-in-law. Uh, it's been great just to have those conversations uh, mm-hmm. because he even admitted it. You know, 
he's not racist never has been uh but until there's something in your life that connects you to it you can kind of mm-hmm. put it off on another shelf um mm-hmm. and now for, for the sake of those who are who are listening that don't know your your father-in-law is a, is a white man he's a white man yeah um mm-hmm. uh, and so it's just been really cool to have the space to be able to talk to him and even with my mother-in-law you know they you know uh, have been gracious and listening to my experiences and what I've gone through. Uh, and I think even though, you know, Hayden and I got pregnant, well, she got pregnant. Um, and that, <laughs> it clicked in, man, you know, our grandchild could, you know, be black as well. And so, which is funny enough now, um, I am half white and let what you know, genetics said, Dak's going to be white. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is uh a nice little redhead man yes, yes. Um, he the the sun is doesn't done in a little bit he's he's blonde and a little bit more now but we'll we'll see what it ends up being but you know he walking down the street you would never guess that you know unless he was with me that uh he had any uh, uh african-american or black whatever in it but um yeah. either way and that's the thing you know we have other kids they can end up being darker and it, it's kind of cool you know like i grew mm-hmm. up in a family where i really was the only uh, my dad went around, so I really was the only black person in my family. I grew up, it was different for me, and so it's been kind of cool, like, Daxon grow up and have siblings that might be his color, might not be, and hey, listen, all, all, all skin is beautiful, and so mm-hmm. um, we'll just, yeah. uh, we'll take it as we go, but um, you know, I've, I've had multiple conversations with people and uh, listened to a couple things, especially like Brian Loritz um, talking mm-hmm. about having the conversation with your kids, you know, about mm-hmm. being black and child in America. And it's like, I won't have to have that talk with Dak, but it is something that I'll explain to him is like, Hey, when I'm in a vehicle, that's something that I was raised and have to think about. And you may not be, but still be respectful of police officers and anything like that, just yeah. because I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And all you can do is do the best you can to deescalate any event that might happen. And if something, if they're wrong at the end of it, then you'll have your day. Uh, if they're right, then you're messing up. So mm-hmm. um, I am, I'm super excited about the things that have been gun to be stirred uh, in this country. Um, and, and honestly, you've seen a lot of it across the world. And so hopefully a lot yeah. of this sparks uh, a lot of good change. That's good. That's good. I appreciate you giving your perspective, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and you you said it already, but I mean you're you're in Minnesota, right? I mean you call that home uh, at least part of the year, if not if not a good part of the year. Um, you know, what, even even though with the COVID stuff, I know it took you out of there some, but you're going to able to go back a little bit. But you stayed connected, obviously. I mean, what's what have what's the city feeling right now, and 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 what are you seeing with just how leaders in the community? are responding to what to what's going on you know obviously this is a terrible tragic event um and you never want these kind of things to happen but if they're gonna happen you want change to to come alongside and be part of that and Mm so um being a community has made me feel extremely hopeful because you just see um so many people you know obviously there's been some violent protests but there's been a lot of peaceful protests and not as much not as much as that gets you know put in the media and all the other things and yeah. you see a city i mean minneapolis and st paul so you got the twin cities like they're just they're just trying to heal and, and understand what's going on because 
um, you've seen these buildings burned down and torn down, and yet now there, you know, there's people out in the community helping rebuild. Um, I've seen a lot of places where they still not rebuilt yet, but they put up plywood, and then beautiful murals are being painted about you know social justice things going on. You know, uh, George Floyd, uh, love, and all these other things. It's just awesome to see that um, this is not a moment that's being wasted. Uh, that yeah. they're really saying, all right, this is something that needs to change and we can be a huge part of that. Um, and I've been able to go down the community a little bit. Um, I went to a social injustice meeting at a place called All Square. It's a little restaurant in uh, Minneapolis and they help people who've been convicted of felonies and different things get back on their feet. Um, hmm. And I honestly didn't even realize to what extent and how difficult it was for somebody to do that. Um, wow. Whether it's housing, you know, uh, any kind of loan, getting any kind of job. Um, and they just, I got to meet some of the people who've kind of graduated from their program. And it's super dope that here's these people saying, you know what, I screwed up, I messed up. And, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be on the straight and narrow and the way that it's set up, it's really hard to ever get back on track because you see that one little blip on my record and I'm done. Um, so it was really cool just to experience that and see how they do that. And they navigate them, you know, getting back into work and all right, if it's super difficult to get a job after this, then what's something you're super passionate about? Maybe you can start your own business. Um, and so it's just been really cool. And then I was able to go to a supply drive uh, and just, I mean, I have no idea how many people came. We were handing out toilet paper and paper towels and food and diapers and everything. It's just, um, awesome to see how many people were there to help distribute and how many people were in need. Because um, you you tack this on to a pandemic, and it's like, man, there's already a few supplies as it is, and then the places right around the corner where you can get stuff are all closed because they've been, you know, vandaled or whatever. Um, yeah. And so it's been really cool to see that. And then as far as like churches, um, we've been connected to a couple different churches, whether it's the Bible studies we've been able to have or whenever we can attend we did find uh it's pretty sweet uh, the church that we go to most in minnesota is actually i know it's half a mile from our house so uh, it's been super cool um and they've you know with covid going on um been obviously shut down a little bit but um some of the churches have you know said we're gonna meet uh, as best we can and limit the number of people and um other churches have been doing the online route um it's just been super encouraging to see that in the midst of a pandemic, they're absolutely taking advantage of this opportunity to reach out to the lost people and to hurt people and just saying, hey, um, this is a broken world. And that is why a lot of the stuff is happening. Um, and we have to understand that uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is, is the only way um, mm -hmm. to, to ever see um, heaven. And uh, I'm super excited to see where this all ends up going. That's good, That's good. man. So That's good. Well, man, let's, I, I do want to talk about it a, a little bit. Obviously, again, you are uh, in Minnesota. So uh, from your perspective, how would you say um, the, the Viking organization uh, is envisioning this coming season in light of things that are going on? Um, and, to, and to tack on that, um, maybe speak a little bit uh, from your perspective, how is the NFL envisioning this coming season uh, and if they uh, foresee it being different or not because of things that are going on? 
Yeah, uh, I think the Vikings are in a pretty unique situation uh, in this. Um, I didn't even know this until uh, recently, but the Will family, Will, Will family, excuse me, is the owners of the Minnesota Vikings, they're actually uh, children of Holocaust survivors. Um, and so they've been wow. part, of a, part of a people group who have, you know, experienced um, discrimination. And mm-hmm. uh, learning that, I was like, man, like, that's awesome that, you know, obviously it was a terrible thing to happen in their history, but they get it. Um, and yeah. so they, even before, you know, last year was my first year there, um, and there, there was already a social injustice committee um, as part of the organization where coaches and players are on it and we're um, donating money to funds and we as a team decide how those funds get broken up and where they go. Um, and so from Jump Street, I feel like the Vikings got a pretty good head start on a lot of people um, yeah, because um, yeah. we've had obviously our virtual meetings and everything and the Will family have, has joined and said, hey, we're, we're feeling you, like we're, we understand the hurt that is happening right now and we want to support you in any way we can. Um, and we understand that conversation may be had and healing is going to need to occur, but like we're here with you along the way. Um, and so I'm so excited to be a part of the Viking organization in this because they get it. Uh, I love that. League wide, cool. you know, you've seen um, obviously players come out and, and just ha- have a lot of open conversations. Um, the league itself has responded, you know, um, there was a, a video sent out that some of my teammates were in and a lot of big names in the league uh, were a part of and just said, hey, now, change now. Um, and uh, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, came out and said, you guys are absolutely right. We, we've been approaching this the wrong way. Um, and so for the commissioner of our league to come out and say that carries a lot of weight. And so uh, I really do feel like change is coming and this is not something that's going to be swept under the rug. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm out of my number here, but the NFL is committed to donating uh, $250 million to social injustice issues over the next 10 years. And so wow. they're not just saying it, they're, they're being about it. Um, Putting their so money I, where their mouth is. Exactly. Uh, and so yeah. I, I think that's that's just a, a huge thing to see happen. And once again, I'm just super proud of the NFL to, to be doing that. Yeah. I mean, again, <clears throat> you hear you hear of organizations, you know, uh, are you starting to see, you know, organizations on social media putting things on, you know, posting things? Uh, and, man, that's all well and good. I'm thankful for that. Uh, but to then to not only say something, but then it's like, man, this is how, like, we can help contribute, uh, you know, financially, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're going to let it hit our pockets uh, to step into some of these conversations um, in, in healthy ways. Um, man, I think I think that's huge. I think that's yeah. huge. So yeah, I I didn't know that, uh, and you know maybe maybe they've talked about that on you know ESPN or something. I just missed it, um, but uh, but I think that's I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean what a what an incredible opportunity not only for them to empathize but to to lead out among the owners to lead out, you know, for the Vikings organization to lead out with the league and that's got to be special to be a part of. I mean, we recognize that this is not just a Minnesota issue, right? Like, we Absolutely. know that full well. However, what sparked the current moment obviously happened there. And so 
I mean, that's got to, and I don't mean pride in a bad way, but I mean, there's got to be a sense, you probably have a sense of pride being a part of that organization right in the middle of the heart of where this was really sparked and, and, and just what that means. I mean, you got to, I'm sure it creates, you're already excited yeah. about pancaking somebody that's coming fall, right? Like, you, <laughs> like you, you know, it, but it's, but you got to have this, this other sense of excitement of, of what that means. Like I, you know, I, I joked with you, I with pride wore my new Orleans shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm from new Orleans, but man, I can tell you, you know, my mom and dad were affected by Katrina and, and, and I can tell you, even though it was four years later when the saints won the super bowl after Katrina, what it did for the city and what the saints did for the city following Katrina, which again, totally that's apples to oranges. I get it this is a different kind of thing, but it's, it's similar in one way. And that is you guys get to respond to it. You've got to have a sense of pride. I'm sure looking into the season, excited thinking, man, we get to be a part of something much bigger than a win this year. Absolutely. Um, like growing up in South Carolina um, and living a little bit, living in North Carolina, you have the Panthers, but they're really like that pro pride for sports isn't as big. Um, but in the Midwest, man, like they, it is Vikings and <laughs> Packers. Like, that's it. Yep. And, like, they, they love their football. And so it's awesome to see when the Vikings get behind something, how much of an impact it has in the community. Um, yeah, awesome. It has just been fabulous. And so, like you said, I, there's a little bit of a sense of pride. It's like we, we're on the front lines of this. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, it, this, this happened in our city. And so we get to be the first ones to respond to it. And I feel like yeah. we have a chance to have the biggest impact as it comes to like an NFL organization. Yeah. And so yeah. um, come this fall, it's going to be super fun to to get involved with more things as the pandemic kind of eases or whatever that looks like, but we're going <laughs> to, we're going to be on the, on the front lines of it for sure. Yeah. And that's that. And that's just not empty, empty words too, as far as an organization uh, kind of being in the community. Cause I know, uh, there were several several players that actually went to the memorial service for George Floyd yeah. out in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so I was some of your teammates. I was fortunate to to be there with him, um, mm -hmm. and we we went into that day um, not not expecting to actually attend the memorial. We just wanted to go downtown and and be with the peaceful protesters and say, look, listen, we're people in this city just like you, and this has impacted us mm -hmm. as well. And so we just want to be here with you. Um, but then we got down there and someone kind of flagged us down and said, hey, we want y'all to attend Memorial. And so we actually went into Memorial service. And man, that was, that's a moment in my life I, I'll always remember um, mm -hmm. just to be there. Um, because if you've, if you've been to a funeral service for your friend, for your friend or family member or whatever, like you understand how emotional that moment is. And for them to say, hey, we're hurting right now, but we want people to experience this and invite us into that. Like it was mm -hmm. super special. And we're so thankful for the Floyd family for letting us attend that. Um, wow. And just to hear um, his family tell stories about the, you know, their, their uncle or their brother. And mm -hmm. like, man, like they, they love this dude and they had some fun with him and mm -hmm. uh, loss of life is just a terrible thing. But yeah. um, to hear uh, Reverend Al Sharpton get up and speak and, have the the whole crowd just uh, locked in to what's going on and realizing like this is a moment in United States history where change begins and yeah, yeah it's good um, I'm super excited like I said to to watch this change happen and see 
what what we what this generation can do to impact my son's generation like what how can we leave this place a better place than what we grew up in mm-hmm. so good so good but you 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 hit it right there we know change is going to take a long time um but it has to start right i mean like as we think about encouraging our listeners about one or two action steps that they can take you know what how do you imagine that even whether it's something you've seen or even something you imagine that you you know this would make a difference what what might you suggest to someone who's just thinking you know they're almost overwhelmed by the long-term change right but what's a step a step that they could take right now man you see you see a lot of people getting involved on social media and i'm not saying that's a a bad step like that's a step that needs to be taken because a lot of people are going to get things from that but be proactive like actually do physical things um yeah. for example i use myself uh, my brother-in-law is a detective uh, in a local county here in uh, north carolina i'm a black man we've we've had some conversations and listen this is it's real like i am and i'm so thankful for him and i know that um he's a great detective and he does his job and he holds his job to a high a high level and we've had to sit down and have conversations and i know there's more conversations coming um and it's it's not easy um uh, because mm-hmm. you know this is his job and you know he sees it being attacked for being you know this terrible thing and in reality it's, it's not but there's, there's bad seeds in there's bad seeds in the nfl there's bad seeds in you know the church there's bad seeds mm-hmm. yeah. in you know the police departments and so mm-hmm. that has major impact on your body as a whole. And so have those conversations with people. You may not have a you may not have a black member of your family. You may not have a police officer in your family, but you've got somebody somehow connected and have a conversation with them and just say, Hey, I I don't understand. Just give it to me. Explain mm-hmm. explain what's going on. And if you don't, listen, I've seen so many podcasts pop up right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> if you want information, it is there. Uh, it's out of the some... recon combo. <laughs> <laughs> right here, this one. This is where it's at. Um, and there's a lot of great books. Uh, mm. And I would just say, don't miss this moment. Uh, be a part of it and understand that, like you said, the change, looking at the big picture, it can be a lot. And um, One of my online coaches in college, he he said something to me that has always stuck out and it's applied to a lot of things in my life. And it's, how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. Yep. (laughs) Like that is the only way you'll ever get something done is to say, it may take 10 years. It may take 20 years, whatever it's going to take. I'm going to take one bite or one step or one different approach at a time. And eventually you'll get done. And I think that's how we have to approach this thing is saying, don't 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 be don't tell people be quiet about it let them you know let their thoughts be heard and let the conversations that begin because of it stir in people and then that changes you know you know whether it be politics whether it be policies whatever it is uh to get this country and honestly this earth to a place where hey you're you're black you're beautiful you're white you're beautiful you're brown you're beautiful like whatever it is like just see people for being people. Um, and yeah. I think that's where we need to be. I love it. I love so it. Good. 
<clears throat> you uh so you you said something and uh man jason you actually say this often uh but i'm just encouraged that now i think at this point multiple people have said it and this is a long time thing right like we can't we can't expect it to happen overnight we can't expect change to happen overnight um but if it is a 5 10 15 20 year thing it is that one step at a time one step at a time one conversation at a time one dinner at a time one you know whatever it is at a time um and be, that's when you begin to realize number one you know people aren't monolithic right like how i interact with one person is different than how i interact with others um i get to learn shared experiences i learn to look at things uh not with rose colored glasses uh but you know um uh, a mosaic if you will right there's different <laughs> particles as i'm looking through this thing uh but that's what that's what makes it beautiful as we're navigating this so um, man, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And overall, man, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, uh, we know that you're, you're busy. You got things that, that you're doing. Uh, you got Dak that you're chasing around. Uh, and so uh, for you to be willing to, to come up and, uh, and, and spend some time uh, with us here uh, is, is greatly appreciated, bro. So uh, I thank you. Hey, uh, thank y'all for having me. Um, yeah. You know, life can get busy, but there's always time for things like this. And like I said before, I'm super glad I could do it. Uh, this is yeah. the kind of thing that uh, I want people to hear because yep. this is this is what's going to start that chain. That's good. That's good. When, so let me I, let me say ahead, let me Dave. say one thing, man. I, I, well, two one question that's a super quick answer and just one statement of appreciation. Like the first question is, tell, say your number so that our listeners can be looking for you this season. What number you wear? 78. All right. I thought yep. so. I, I didn't want to be wrong. I knew it was 70 <laughs> something because of the pictures I had seen. Yeah, it was true, true, Michael, so true, Michael so. recognize it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so our listeners, so listeners out there be looking for 78 in that, in that beautiful purple uh, this year. And, but then secondly, man, thank you. I mean, I, I'm a big takeaway for me from what you said today I love that you shared with vulnerability about leaning into hard conversations, even though they're good conversations, leaning in to the good conversations you're having with your father-in-law, leaning in to the, the, to maybe even difficult, but beautiful conversations you're having with your brother-in-law. I don't know that they're difficult, but I just imagine that they're, that they're, they're definitely full, right? Like they they have yeah. depth and substance to them and, and, and I think sometimes we get confused and we get overwhelmed and we need to realize, man, that's the first step toward learning and changing is that confusion. And so I appreciate that you shared that today, just leaning in like you're doing. And, and I hope that we'll all do that. Yeah. Uh, it is something I think that can, can cause a lot of great change and conversations to be had just don't duck away. Lean in. That's a great way to put it. Lean into it. That's good. That's good. Well, Dakota, you uh, you're on social media, man. Uh, we would love to give our our listeners an opportunity to to follow you. See your beautiful family, man. Uh, you're on you're on Twitter and Instagram. Where where can they follow you? It's Bulldozer seventy eight. B U L L Dozer seventy eight. <laughs> the dope. Very cool handle out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lord yeah. bless me with a good name to go along with this profession. So that's, that's <laughs> I got to use that's it. That's right. That's right. I love it. <laughs>
And then, and then obviously, man, uh, you know, you're, you're with the Vikings. So if they can, uh, you know, with Instagram and Twitter with them, obviously it's just at, at Vikings, uh, if anybody wants to, wants to follow them as well. But, uh, man, again, one more time. Thank you, Dakota. I love you, man. Thankful for you. Um, and thank you for joining us here and for our listeners. Uh, thank you for joining in on the recon combo. Remember you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, under the recon combo. Uh, you can also stay connected with us through our website, reconciliationconversation.com, or feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel under No More Night Media. Alongside my friend Jason Dukes, my name is Derek Delame, and we look forward to continuing the conversation with you next time. Peace out. Thank you.